So today, I am joined by three people because it's going to take four of us in a room to make up for a Michael Reed who is out sick. <laughs> so true. just introduce yourself real quick. Kevin Cobb, I'm here. New yes. guy. Michelle G. Sarah MC Cool. I have a microphone, so I felt like I needed to do it like a DJ. Yeah, that, was, that was weird. And we're talking about worthless elementary principles. <laughs> <laughs> not the teacher. Not, wait, not the administrators. That'd be fun, actually. So, sound just like it. Just like it. Nailed it. It's, it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Wait. <laughs> I think we're at the right tempo. <laughs> oh. There it is. I haven't learned how to play the drum channel. I wonder if he'll take and just fade this and just leave us in it. Whatever. All right. <laughs> Have fun, Michael. <laughs> Sorry, he is like, God. why did I not host this podcast? <laughs> What's more painful? What for the kidney stone or having to end this? <laughs> this week, we are looking at the Galatians and how they are trying to connect their lives to a, a ritual system. Paul has been talking all this time about how the Israelites were enslaved to the law and what that looked like. And he's using that to now show that the Galatians, you were enslaved to different principles in the world that are also worthless because the law never saved the Israelites, just like your worthless things that you followed never save you. But what they are doing now is since they were so involved in this ritual all of their lives, they are now looking at Judaism and trying to follow the law and saying, well, now I'll make myself acceptable by God by doing these holiness standards of the Jews. You're doing the same thing, just in a different way. The rituals feel familiar. Behavior modification. Behavior modification. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where we're going today. What we want to do in these podcasts is give GC leaders ideas to how to lead their GCs in discussions around this. If I get through the message and someone can't really figure out worthless elementary principles, they can listen to this and it can help lead them into the direction of kind of asking good questions. What are things that you have done previously before knowing Christ that you tend to fall back into, maybe same but different? One thing that comes to mind, though, it may not be like these false gods that Paul is talking about, but it would still be a cultural piece of it today. Um, I grew up as a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, even some of the comments working here, you're an overachiever. Well, I'm still trying to do my best. I didn't say that, did I? I'm yeah, not did. going to blame anybody <laughs> oh. or give anyway. It was me. <laughs> I think I did too. Uh, was, oh, that's because you wrote four pages. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm an overachiever. It's true. It I comes thought I was going to get thing. a paragraph Although, and it comes wait, four pages I think long. I, I got called out word. when I started here too. <laughs> but the thought is I still fall back on that tendency. And sometimes it's healthy because I just want to bring everything that I am for God's glory wherever it is. But sometimes it's not because still there's this need to achieve so that people recognize me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in the message, I am going to point that out, that that is technically the elementary principle. Even if we don't call it that, right. it still is that. We're falling back to this thing that feels so comfortable. I find my worth from mm-hmm. this thing that I do. Idolatry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and it becomes idolatry. If people go to service on a, on a Sunday morning and 
and you were there and it's just like the music didn't appease me. Oh, I didn't like the message as well as this. And we're judging everything by ourselves. Well, we have then become the idol because mm-hmm. we're saying, it, you know, I don't care if it's good enough for God. It wasn't good enough for me. Mm-hmm. And we do tend to fall into those Or the things. attendance itself is the idol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am acceptable because I am here every week. Mm-hmm. I hit my checkoff list. I, I served one service and then I attended the next and now I'm good for the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but we would like everybody to do that. But if you could do that, that would be so <laughs> but in the nice. grace of Jesus, <laughs> Kevin, I really as also a former recovering perfectionist, I really appreciated what you said. And it, you asked before knowing Jesus. It was even in this journey of knowing Jesus, but I think struggling to understand the fullness of grace mm-hmm. and and trying to disentangle a lot of I think wise disciplines and practices that are involved in like growing in our walk with Jesus, mm-hmm. but looking to those for affirmation and mm-hmm. identity and mm-hmm. worth. Right. Should, like, should should we go to church sometimes when we don't feel like it? Of course we mm-hmm. should, because yes. God calls us to gather together. But if we're only going in order to have a thing that says, I did this thing, therefore God either owes me or I feel more righteous because I did it, well, then it's the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. We should serve, even when we don't feel like it. In the end, we realize it's not necessarily just about the serving it's the giving of ourselves because christ gave himself for us and sometimes in the serving it moves us to a place where we start to feel Mm -hmm. like we not just like we should but but feel the love of god in that i am giving because god first gave for me I think sometimes I don't realize which motive I'm coming from sure. just because it's almost a habit. The The thought there is maybe I just need to process through and be a little bit more thoughtful sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would help me put the motive in the right place and remember that it is all by his grace mm-hmm. and not by my efforts. Right. That That's kind of where the question I was just going to ask, and it's a great answer. I'll let them answer too now. But what is it about the gospel message that you find beautiful? Coming from a pretty broken background, uh, family situation, and that need to achieve because I needed to, I have always been in a um, position where I feel like I need to prove people wrong. And when I look back to the gospel message and this idea that Jesus has taken full ownership of me, and that I get to depend in that and that none of my works matter. Does he find joy when I do them to worship him? Absolutely. But that's not what's going to save me. And that's not why he did what he did. It's beautiful. With me, I think similar to you, feeling like I have to achieve to belong or to prove myself worthy and feeling just the crushing weight of that shame and just that the effort. <laughs> like it's just such fruitless effort trying to work at that day after day and finding freedom in who Jesus is and that he does accept you and he calls you his own and you are made family and nothing can threaten that security and identity is just, I mean, that is life changing. It's interesting how many people I think walk through life, like the words of Jesus, not even realizing the words of Jesus that we're weary and heavy laden. Totally. That was so much of my story. And so when Jesus says, you know, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. It's not that there isn't a burden. It's not that we aren't living our lives for Christ in ways that we deny ourselves, but the yoke is freedom in order to be able to do that in in real ways. Are there elementary principles we could utilize to grow our faith and relationship with Jesus? Mm -hmm. I think many framing those things as 
what are the limitations of their value, right? They're not going to save you. They're not right. going to change your status before God, but there's probably countless value in, you know, being in the word or praying or being talking with the believers. Exactly. Are you doing it for his glory or for your own? But that doesn't mean on the backside, we don't have daily things. I, I get up every morning and I, and I pray and I read the scriptures. Uh, weekly things. We gather together. We hopefully go to a gospel community. We attend a service together so we can corporately worship God together. You know, m- monthly, there are activities that Element does. Yearly, there are holidays that, that we enjoy together. Seasonally, you know, next year, maybe if we if we get all the stuff and we can do another Seder meal and there's a season that we tend. And so none of those are bad things. But if we use those things to try and you know, bolster my standing with God, well, that's when it becomes mm-hmm. the opposite of it. But imagine you're in your GC this week. <laughs> I haven't found wow. one yet. That's right. By the way, you if can you want to check ours out. I heard you've been invited to like three different ones. At this I point. have. <laughs> Funny, I didn't realize that two of them are the same. That's okay. <laughs> so three isn't very far. <laughs> <laughs> but but imagine you're in your GC, you know, whether you're attending or leading one, how how would you see this week going for you? Like what, what would your focus kind of be when you step into it to say, I like to see people end up at this place at the other side of maybe this notes night discussion? As a participant, it would be really neat to watch people kind of make that connection of I know I've made other things possibly more important than X, Y, and Z. And by implementing this elementary principle while done with the intention of growing closer to Jesus, it can actually help. And maybe I need to kind of get back to the basics, the same but different. So our group, we don't do a notes night. We do a family dinner and we're going through the reading plans. If you remember, that has like the same set of questions to revisit. But I think that piece of we actually explore unbelief and confession as like part of our rhythms of our gathering. And I think thinking of that specifically with this in mind. Mm. So what are the things maybe we look to um, that take in our mind the place of Jesus or salvation that really don't belong there, but can maybe have value in other ways? So family dinner. Yeah. And do, and these are usually Sundays, right? After Sundays. Yeah. Yeah, Four to seven. (laughs) That's a long family dinner. (laughs) We hang out. It's, you know, we have a ton of kids and they hang out. We do a potluck meal every week. Does the the scope of your discussion with the questions you ask uh, with those same questions does does something usually come up from the message that we talked about in the midst that's like oh here's oh but we mentioned this in adoption or- totally so we read the passage actually that's how we like start off our discussion after announcements so we read the passage in Galatians that you preached on and then. We'll explore like, okay, what do we learn about God in this passage? What do we learn about ourselves? We'll talk about points we really appreciated from the message. And then we'll go to- Do you ever talk about the points you don't appreciate from the message? It's interesting though. Like a lot of times we'll just have different perspectives, Mm -hmm. you know, in a group that size, you get people- And people hear different things too. It's like, this really stood out. It's like, I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe we'd just be a little bit more thoughtful about how we're living because I, like I said, with overachieving- I didn't realize, and you were right. I'm like, I am trying to prove my worth to the team, <laughs> unintentionally or intentionally. I don't, I, I mean, I still want to do well here. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but we my that. salvation <laughs> does not rely on your comments of my worth. My salvation does not rely on reading all four pages that you sent me. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> it does not. It's true. You didn't have to. I, and you I, know what? I read them. 
I, I did. I also read no, them. and I did read them. I just want you to know, I read them all. I'm, I'm sorry. Thinking, this could have been a page. <laughs> this meeting could have been an email. It was so yes, just that people would be. Um, my my heart would be that people just realize that the everyday stuff. You know, where else am I? Um, where else do I have an opportunity to let the gospel come to bear? Mm. Oh, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. it's good. I think that'd be a great thing for GCs to focus on a lot is, so in our lives this week, where can the gospel come to bear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's just a really important message, I think, for GC leaders or any leader to hear as well. Like gospel community is one of those things that can be used to edify you mm-hmm. and mature your walk. And there's so many benefits I can name to that. But at the end of the day, I won't save you right. either. And it, it's a good reminder because I think maybe having the mindset or viewing it as an elementary principle can sometimes lead to discouragement mm-hmm. or feeling the weight of that. It should be like a tool, right? Yeah. Like Sunday morning services can also be a tool. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening, everyone. We hope that this week you'll take stock. What are the things that you spend your time with, the things that can be used to mature your faith in Christ that have value? And yet remember, though, that the only one that can truly offer us freedom and grace and salvation and identity is Jesus. Be encouraged by that. Well, if you thought you'd go an episode without hearing my voice, sorry about it. Although I think I should miss more episodes because that was a lot of fun to listen to. So thank you for the team for filling in. To end this episode, I actually wanted to play for you something that I recorded a few weeks ago with Lori Stocko to introduce a new ministry called The Classics. I'm sitting with Lori and Lori, on top of other things that you do around Element, such as Grief Share, uh, you are looking at maybe possibly doing a senior ministry. See, I call it senior. I know we're not supposed to. The classics ministry. How would you explain that? And what 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 is what what's happening in your mind um, right now? First of all, I am so grateful that Element is is supporting this kind of ministry. Um, there's what's called ageism, where the Older populations are in the margins, and it's from healthcare to you know benefits and what have you. Many churches have this kind of ministry, and so I'm just very grateful. This ministry we are calling the Classics, and it's for 60 plus. We're just in the developmental stages, and what I'm going to do is hold a brainstorming session, strategic planning, where we can all come together and talk about what this could look like. And it can be from being served to serving. So it can be, let's say, hospitality for um, the elderly, or I I don't even like to use that word, (laughs) for the older populations, the classics. So maybe somebody needs a ride somewhere or somebody needs meals or just even the buddy system. You know, what does this look like? How can we be there for each other? It could be social, like game night, or even intergenerational. So maybe we do game night with the middle schoolers or the youth. Mm. Um, It can be, let's say, taking some field trips. Maybe we get a group together and go visit the Santa Barbara Mission, or we go on a hike, or we're going to go to the movies. Uh, Maybe it's an 
Maybe it's a regular time where we meet monthly for devotion and reflection. So we have that spiritual component, of course. So there's so many different areas that maybe we're missing some people. Maybe they're falling through the cracks. Maybe they don't belong to a GC. And this is an outreach, an outreach ministry within our own church. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, we're going to come together and figure out what this may look like. But there's an opportunity that's being that's been missed, and I'm so grateful that Element sees the need that we can serve the, I guess you could say, the aging adults. <laughs> it's funny. I'm trying to think of words, and I came up also with prime timers, and my husband goes, <laughs> my husband goes, that's false advertising. I'm like, what? You don't think we're in the prime of our time? <laughs> so for me, you know, part of why we started seeking kind of you out and, and exploring this was, you know, we had uh, a member, Tim Nolan pass away and we didn't know Tim had been in the hospital. We didn't know uh, he died. Uh, we didn't know that Bonnie, you know, until someone actually drove over and told us one Saturday afternoon, we happened to be here for something. And, uh, and so the question was like, how, you know, and that's going to happen. There's going to be members who are private and don't, open their life and share. So I, I'm not trying to say it's it's our fault for not knowing, but I started posing the question is how do we prevent this from happening again? As a church body, we need to know and take care of the least of these, right? The the and take care of the orphans and widows and and getting to a point point where we're elderly is a place where we as a church body should be helping and serving and loving and at least praying for. Um, and so when we had no idea he he was sent home from the hospital and had like 10 days to live. And we didn't know until it was until too late. And I would have loved to have gone over and prayed for him um, and stuff like that. So question is, how do we, do we prevent this? And it's not just about that, right? But it's about um, how do we care and mobilize people to care for each other, not just informational, but to, to be out there. So um, the classics, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And then we had... Kind of on top of that, we did this end of year survey at the end of 2022, and uh, several people mentioned, you know, ministry for. Um, I, I don't want to say the wrong thing because I don't want to offend anybody, but the, the older, adults. the olders, uh, the older adults yes. uh, in in our church body and in the community. So uh, God, like He does, brings it kind of all all together, works and and moves and opens doors and then bring someone like you along who uh, is willing to step up and not be the sole person doing it, but kind of take point and helping us uh, care for the classics. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that.